Wrestling with Theology is a weekly Bible study that seeks to equip you to wrestle with the theologies that surround us in our everyday life. Through these studies, your faith in Christ will be strengthened through the Scriptures and the Lutheran Confessions. Join Pastor Minton for these next few minutes as he helps you get ready to wrestle with theology. This is Wrestling with Theology. I am Pastor Doug Minton here with episode number 96 this week as we go into Pro Wrestling America from the Young Arena in Waterloo, Iowa. Some of the roster changes that have happened. Iron Mike Sharp has left the PWA for a little bit, but Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones have signed a tag team contract with the PWA. Their debut match is on this card. And also we have the debut of the women's division as... Natty Neidhart and Annie Social have both signed with the PWA. But, of course, those things are wrapped around other items going on in the PWA. So we'll get to those things in a minute. But first, let's get to the card. Granted, this is not one of my best cards for the PWA, but I think it is still a very good card. Opening match of the card had newcomer Kendall Wyndham take on the leader of the Moondogs. Spot took control of the match very quickly to give Wyndham his first loss in the PWA with a pin at 452. The second match had the continuation of the feud between Dirty Dutch Mantel and Buzz Sawyer. This match, given its 10-minute time limit, was designed to go the full time limit because there is no real way to hold these two wrestlers into a clean decision within 10 minutes. Both wrestlers had great moments throughout the match. Buzz almost had a pen fall right before the time limit expired, but it needed at least another minute to put Mantel away. Then Gen 3, Flex Cavana and Chavo Guerrero Jr. came out to cut a promo against the Extreme Horsemen before their American Tag Team title match later in the card. They were cut short by the Extreme Horsemen, who said they shouldn't even be allowed to have a title shot. The, two, the win two weeks earlier was only a fluke, because of the whole mystery partner angle and not knowing who to set up for as they got ready for the match. Security came out to keep the two teams separated, but the tension in the air definitely increased the excitement for the match later in the card. The third match had two of the most enigmatic wrestlers in the PWA face off against each other. Kabuki has always been considered one of the most unpredictable wrestlers of the 80s. Gold Dust took up that mantle for the 90s. The two battled fairly evenly for the first five minutes of the match, but Gold Dust gained the advantage and won after the curtain call at 631. The television title division is the largest division in the PWA. I have always enjoyed those wrestlers who brought together the middle of the card. They really only had a shot for titles back in the territorial days when every state had a title. For the Georgia and Mid-Atlantic territories, the television title gave the Mid-Carters a chance to be champions themselves, but those titles were basically used as a backup title for the fringe 
of the main event staff. In this number one contender match, the two highest ranked wrestlers in the division not involved in this week's title match were paired off to see who would face the champion at the next podcast card. These two would be Brickhouse Brown and Mance Warner. Both men are great brawlers who can turn the heat up when needed. This 15-minute time limit match was designed to showcase both wrestlers as being good candidates to be the next television champion. The match was a major brawl from the opening bell. The first 10 minutes of the match had action all over the ringside area. Brown gained the advantage around the 11-minute mark to be able to secure the pin after a double underhook powerbomb at 12-16. The next match was another showcase match, designed to give both wrestlers a push in order to get them in a better position in their respective division. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels currently sits at the bottom of the World Heavyweight Title Division. Great Muda is one of the top stars of the American Heavyweight Title Division, but he is being overlooked right now because of the feud between Sting and Eddie Gilbert. He might just uh, insert himself into that in the coming weeks and months. In true mid-Atlantic form, this match was also designed to go the full time limit. It wasn't because a clear decision could not be made to put one or the other over. It was because this match was designed to put both wrestlers over. Both wrestlers spent the entire match trying to showcase why they deserve to be considered top wrestlers in the PWA. Both men were able to establish momentum throughout the match, but neither were able to keep the other down for the pen. The match ended with the bell at the 20-minute time limit as Muda connected with an Asai moonsault and hooked Daniel's leg, but the bell had already rung. The referee was not getting down to make a pinfall count. <coughs> so now we get to the television title match. In this match of guys who typically got overlooked by promoters historically, there was a great grudge. Not only had Doug Gilbert refused the invitation to join the Extreme Horsemen, he said there was no way he would align himself with anyone who was as worthless in the ring as just Incredible. Credible came out to the entryway and began to talk before the match began about how the Extreme Horsemen were growing and that they would soon eclipse the legacy the old Horsemen had left behind. In fact, their entire goal was to eradicate everything in wrestling history and rebuild it in their image. After the bell rang, Gilbert established control of the match. Credible had a few shining moments in the first four minutes, but it was primarily the champion who was in control. Around the five-minute mark, the two spilled outside the ring through the ropes. Gilbert tried to get Heenan to give him a chair, but he seemed reluctant. Enraged, Gilbert grabbed the chair for himself, but Credible drop-kicked it into his face. Credible took control of the match at that point for the, and for the next few minutes, but he would not put the champion away. Four times, he picked Gilbert up by the hair before the referee could finish the pinfall. At the 10-minute mark, Gilbert backdropped Credible over the top rope onto the floor. Credible nearly took out Heenan as he crashed to the floor. There was a bit of scuffle between Credible and Heenan before Credible shoved Heenan to the side and slid back into the ring with the chain. Gilbert ducked a wild right hand and picked up Credible for a back suplex. Credible nailed Gilbert in the head with the chain and landed on top of Gilbert. Heenan jumped up in, on the ring apron to tell the referee about the chain, but the referee was insistent that Heenan stay off the ring apron. Credible came off the opposite ropes with a flying crossbody, but Gilbert ducked. 
Credible crashed into the referee who rolled out onto the floor. Gilbert took control of the match from there. Gilbert nailed Credible with a pile driver and then a flying leg drop off the top rope. As he covered Credible, the referee crawled back into the ring to make the pinfall count at 12.41. Gilbert retained the title, but he and Heenan had heated words in the ring before Gilbert stormed out, leaving Heenan there by himself. Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones made their PWA debut against the team of Kurt Henning and Austin Idol. This showcase match of four great wrestlers showed the stylistic differences and the fact that you need to have teamwork as a tag team. Brazil and Jones showed themselves to be a weld oil machine, while Henning, while Henning, not Heenan, Henning and Idol seemed more interested in showing their individual skills. Brazil took advantage of the lack of teamwork between his opponents and was successful in keeping Henning on his side of the ring for most of the match. Henning was able to escape and make the tag to Idol, but Brazil kept the advantage going in his team's direction. Brazil penned Idol at 14 minutes and 16 seconds with a power slam. The American Tag Team title match was next, and it broke out into a brawl early. After only two minutes, the referee called for the bell and disqualified both teams for blatantly ignoring him. The double disqualification didn't stop the brawl. In fact, it got to a point where the referee actually just left the ring and just let them fight it out. Security swarmed the ring after a few minutes. Just after security got the two teams separated, a woman wearing an Extreme Horseman t-shirt climbed over the barricade and slid into the ring behind Chavo. She nailed him with a low blow which gave the Extreme Horseman the opportunity to break through security and double-team Cavana. Carino and Axel put Cavana on the canvas with a vicious double powerbomb while the woman climbed the turnbuckle. She came off with a flying leg drop to Cavana's crotch. They attempted to do the same thing to Chavo, but another woman climbed over the barricade and knocked her off the turnbuckle and onto the floor. The other woman dove off the ring apron and the two women brawled outside the ring. Once security finally got everything situated, the extreme horsemen were standing in the ring with their title belts held high. Credible reminded everyone that he said the horsemen were growing and introduced the woman as antisocial. She was there to become the first and only PWA Women's Champion. The crowd booed as Carino and Credible continued their tirade about remaking history in their own image. Finally, security escorted them from the ring so the card could continue. Then we get to our double main event, world title matches. The first main event of the evening was scheduled as the World Tag Team Champions, the Electric Gentlemen, defended their titles against the dangerous duo of Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels and Shane Douglas. At first, this seems like you should have a clear-cut thing where Daniels is tired from his match against Great Muda, but he actually shows that that match reinvigorated him. The two teams fought an epic battle that involved both teams coming close to winning the match. However, the turning point happened at the 37-minute mark when Regal tagged Adams into the match. As Adams came into the ring, Regal nailed him with a super kick, allowing Daniels to get the pin with the best moonsault ever at 37 minutes and 9 seconds. 
Regal left the ring as the Dangerous Duo celebrated with their new belts. The cameras caught up with Gen 3 backstage. The woman who came to their aid turned out to be Natty Neidhart. They vowed vengeance against the Extreme Horsemen and declared that they would eradicate the PWA of this blight forever. Natty took a moment to inform Annie Social that she would make sure that Social was never going to be the women's champion if the PWA actually created a women's division. So here we have that great build-up coming in between the Extreme Horsemen and Gen 3 as you get Carino and his crew against all these third-generation wrestlers that are now coming together. The second main event had the rematch of the final fall of the elimination match from October 14th. World champion Jerry the King Lawler and Stone Cold Steve Austin one-on-one -on -one for the belt. The match itself was a great testament to both wrestlers, but the fans didn't seem to get very into it. Basically, it seems that the fans had a problem with Lawler as champion. Austin won the match and the title with the stunner at 37.50. Lawler left the ring civilly, but demanding a rematch at the next card. Now, why would I only have Lawler having the title for two weeks? Because many people have an issue with the idea of Lawler, well, even being in the world title division, much less being the first PWA World Heavyweight Champion, where you've got Stone Cold Steve Austin, you've got Terry Funk, you've got The Undertaker, you've got Kurt Henning, all who are well-established better nationally than Lawler. Because many people's experience of Lawler on a national level was the whiny color commentator on WWF superstars. And that gives him a bit of a, uh, a, mar a black mark on him personally, but that was the way Vince did it with anybody who had success elsewhere or was involved in the promoting and booking elsewhere outside of the WWF. He made sure that they knew that he was the one in charge. And going back to the first main event, with the split up of the World Tag Team Champions, part of that is that I'm readjusting the roster over the next couple of months and slimming it down a little bit because right now there are 43 or so wrestlers on the roster, and it's just hard to get them all in, in a couple of months even, uh, on podcast matches without having each of the podcasts have 15, 20 matches on it. So, part of that is going, which means, I'll give you a little hint here, one of the two, either Mr. Electricity Steve Regal or Gentleman Chris Adams, will be leaving the PWA in the near future. But you will have to join us again for PWA in the future to see who that will be. But now as we get ready, as I get ready to end this episode, I encourage you to continue to listen to all of the podcasts that are available here. The 
Pro Wrestling America, The Digging Deeper, The Confessional Corner, and even the Moments of Meditation as we're going through the Gospel of Matthew right now. Having just come off of Reformation Sunday, getting ready for All Saints Day coming up this Sunday, a lot of big things going on in the churches these days, even with the restrictions that are all out there. But this is the beginning of the great time of the church where we have All Saints Day. We get into Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Easter, Lent, all of these things coming up. And I encourage you, especially also, to listen to the sermons, to hear God's Word. Not because solely that they're my sermons, but to have that great comfort of God's Word being proclaimed to you through your podcast app on your phone, your iPad, whatever it is that you use to listen to this. I thank you for listening, and I thank you for keeping me going with this by seeing the numbers of people who are listening so that I feel encouraged, not discouraged, to do this. Because truly, this is simply to help you to wrestle with theology. And one of those theologies that plagues me personally is the discouragement when things aren't going very well. But the great thing is, things are going well with this podcast. So I encourage you to keep listening. Give me feedback, wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Whatever, whatever it is, shoot me an email, let me know, and maybe it's something that I could improve on. Maybe it's something I can do. Maybe it's something that's the last thing on my list of things to do. But again, you don't know until you ask me. And sometimes I don't even think of things until somebody suggests, hey, have you, have you thought of doing this? And that's the encouragement we have of being together in community. And that's one of the things I do want this podcast to be, is an entryway to a community, especially as you join the Facebook page, Wrestling With Theology. Even go over to the sidebar in Green Friday Wrestling to see the videos of not only current stuff from Major League Wrestling, I think I just posted for November the videos getting into 2019, I believe it is, but also then the old stuff from NWA Wildside, Memphis, Continental, Mid-Atlantic and Georgia, all of these things. They're all there in one spot for you so you can be able to see. But also, I'm trying to keep up with it and have that also available on wrestlingwiththeology.org so that you can be there and it's all at the tip of your finger. But until next time, this is Pastor Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology this week. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments about what you have heard on Wrestling With Theology, send an email to wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure you have subscribed so it will show up automatically on your podcast app. Please also share the podcast so that more may be equipped to wrestle with theology.